Praise the Lord, everybody, and welcome to the Church of Jubilee podcast. My name is Pastor Jonathan. This week's message, we talk about a woman who had a blood flow. For 12 years, she went with this blood flow, this condition, where she tried everything that was possible. I can imagine she tried every medication. She tried every experimental drug, every experimental process. She tried uh, everybody that she could, talking to them. I'm sure she went through every possible way to get her healing, to be cured and healed from this disease. But it wasn't until she heard that there was a Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the Messiah who was walking by, that she said, I have to get my hands on him. I have to place the touch of my on his the hem of his garment so that, so that I can be made whole. I believe that God has a special word for you this week. I believe that this message is going to bless you like no other. I believe that this word, right, that is going to be released into your spirit, if you truly receive it, I believe that you don't have to wait the 12 years. God is going to allow you to touch in his presence at the moment, uh, the hem of his garment, and he's going to bless you with a sown seed in the word of God. And I believe that just like this woman, her faith has made her whole, or had made her whole at that time, I believe that God is going to honor you and tell you the same phrase that your faith has brought you whole to be cured, to receive the healing, to receive the blessing that is in the name of Jesus. I pray that you allow this message to bless you, share it with somebody who needs to hear it, um, and make sure that you subscribe to our podcast so that you don't miss out on any kind of messages or any sermons that we have. Um, I pray that the Lord bless you this week. Enjoy the word and let God be God and touch the hem of his garment. God bless you. This is Pastor Jonathan with the Church of Jubilee podcast. We want to welcome each and every one of you who are here today to the Church of Jubilee. We love and appreciate each and every one of you. It's good to see you in the house of the Lord. And uh, it's good to greet you in the name of Jesus. Amen. I get the privilege to greet you in the name of Jesus, which is awesome. Because when you, anytime you say the name of Jesus, you're not just talking about any name. You're talking about the name that is above all names. Hallelujah. Who died on the cross for us and his name is Jesus Christ. But as you are there standing, let's jump right into the word. The book of Mark, chapter 5, verse 25 through 30. Let's read what the word of God says. Now a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years. 12 years. Wow. And had suffered many things from physicians, many physicians. She had spent all that she had and was no better, but rather grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came from behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. For she said, if I, can, if I may only touch his clothes, I shall be made well. And immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. Hallelujah. And Jesus immediately knowing in himself that power had gone out of him, turned around in the crowd and said, who touched my clothes? Who touched my clothes? But it's good to see you and greet your neighbor and tell him 12 years for a touch. But it's good to see you in the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. 12 years for a touch, but it's good to see you in the house of the Lord. You may have your seats giving glory to God. 
for some of us, 12 years is an extremely long time. Um, I have children that will be 15 years old coming next month. So we're talking about almost 80% of their life. This woman has been waiting for this 12 years and has been she's had a blood condition for this long of time for 12 years she's been dealing with a blood condition now you know some of us might be dealing with conditions in our lives that are just temporarily they are only a few months or they're a few weeks or they're a few days but this lady has been dealing with this for 12 years 12 years she's been dealing with this condition. She suffered many things, the word of God says, from physicians. Meaning, I think she had to have been experimented on. Like, we don't have anything else that works, but let's try this new experimental, uh, you know, drug or, or, or some kind of, you know, um, process or some kind of physical act on her to see if it would stop it. But it, it has come to a conclusion that she has not been able to be healed at all. Then she, the word of God says that she has spent everything that she has had, you know, trying to, to cure this sickness, but she has not improved, but only got worse. And now she must live in a state of poverty where she has spent all her money. She's not been healed and she's still the same old person, if not worse now with a condition. Hallelujah. I can imagine how hopeless she has been because for 12 years she has tried everything that everybody has said. Try this. That didn't work. Try that. That didn't work. Try this new potion. It works. That didn't work. Try this new way of living. That didn't work. Try this. Try that. And she's still and it's still not working. But she hears that a rabbi physician, hallelujah, the name Jesus Christ has done some healings out there in the world. And, and she's heard that he's been healing people and that healing is in the power of him, hallelujah. And that he has been able to make the blind see and, and bring back the dead from the life, hallelujah. And I can imagine she's saying, who is this man? Because I need to see him. I need to get close to this man. I have to get to him. Hallelujah. You know, and I don't even think she realizes how long she's waited with this condition. Because at that point that she begins to hear Jesus and about Jesus, the first thing she begins to think is, how do I get to him? Can you relate to this woman? Can you relate to it has not come to be yet. You've been waiting. Some of you have been waiting for 30 something years, 20 something, 15, 5 years, 3 years, 6 months. You've been waiting for something, but it has not happened yet. And you, and you know, we are not like this woman. We give up right away and we're like throwing the towel. God isn't living. God doesn't work in my life, brother. Pastor, let me tell you that God is not living because if he was, he would have healed whoever I've been praying for already. Because if he was, he would have brought that person back to Jesus. But let me tell you today that this woman waited 12 years for a touch. And if she can wait 12 years for one touch, what is our excuse? How long do I have to wait, Pastor, until your blessing falls? Until it comes, hallelujah. I don't know how long that is, but I will tell you that if you can touch the hem of Jesus' garment, if you can just get into his presence just a moment, you'll understand why some of us get up here and shout. Because once you come into his presence, you cannot be the same. You know that he has a miracle that is attached to him. And that miracle is your miracle. 
But the only way to your miracle is to touch him. But this lady, she's tried everything. Hallelujah. And I want to relate to you. I want you to relate to this as much as I have. You know, it's not a time to play, I'm a religious person, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a, a saint in the church, hallelujah. You know what this woman has gone through, hallelujah, because it wasn't too far back when, before God had to bring you out of a place, hallelujah, that you were in. And you may not be here sitting in the pews thinking, that doesn't apply to me, but I'll tell you, someone out there, someone in your life needs to hear this word. Somebody's come hungry for the word of God, and you must understand that you have tried everything in this world looking for what you only can get in Jesus Christ hallelujah you've tried the drugs but nah that didn't work hallelujah you've tried fitting in in the club and that didn't work you were at a bar that didn't work the liquor could not do enough the alcohol could not do enough you searched for it in somebody that was not supposed to be in your life and that didn't work for you hallelujah you it was a depression and you've searched all over for the great thing that you can get by getting into the presence of God hallelujah can I get some Someone to agree with me and say amen. You thought you could fill the void. You thought you could satisfy the flesh with a couple of videos, hallelujah. And that didn't work either, hallelujah. You thought you could go to somebody who you thought was a smart man and get the advice from them and get the everything you could from them. But the only thing that you've been looking for is in Jesus Christ. So we can't sit here and say, that lady's crazy. 12 years, she waited, my gosh, she must have not had enough faith. Because before you want to play religious, some of you don't have faith past tomorrow. The moment trials come, you're done. Hallelujah. The moment you encounter some problems, you're done. But this lady, she said, if I can only get to the touch, the hem of his garment, sister. <laughs> Not even, I don't even want him to know my name. I just want to, just, just let me touch. Just touch him. He doesn't have to know who I am. He doesn't have to know anything. I don't have to go to him and say, I've had this blood condition for 12 years. This is the problem I've been having. I've been praying. I've been going to people. I've been doing this. It's not working. He didn't even have to, she didn't have to have that. She said, if I can just touch him, he'll know the rest. Can I get you to understand something? Because friend, if you have not experienced Jesus, if you have not experienced how God can touch your heart and how he changes it, you're in for a great surprise still. Hallelujah. There is still more to the Lord that you have to discover. Hallelujah. But many of us today, we come putting our faith in everything but God. We put our faith in science. We put our faith in pills. We put our faith in people. We put our faith in everything else except God. It's easy for us to believe in everything else but God. I believe that God will do this. It doesn't happen. Well, maybe God doesn't listen to me anymore. So I'm going to go and do the opposite. But this woman didn't do that. 
because she waited 12 years. She said, I got to get my miracle somehow, some way. I, I heard that he, he, he's been healing. He's been giving sight to the blind. He's brought back some people from the dead. I don't know who he is, this man. But I'll tell you one thing. If I can just touch him, I believe enough to know that he will work all things out. Hallelujah. And it's time that we become like this woman, where that we become desperate for God. That you come to church desperate for God saying, God, if I could just get into your presence for about 30 seconds, that is enough of my time for me to feel a little bit of what I felt back when I first fell in love with you, God. It's, it's getting into the presence of God saying, if I can just touch you just for a moment, God, just to get in that moment with you, God, I know you're going to work everything out of my life. Because my miracle is attached to my blessing. And the blessing only comes when you get into his presence. You can't get the blessing if you're out in the outer course of the kingdom. The king's not going to give you anything. Okay? Listen to what I'm telling you. Back in the days, the king had big old walls, right? The walls were to separate the people. It's no fun being on the outskirts. You got to step into the kingdom. Because in the kingdom, you have direct access to the king. Amen? So I believe that this woman comes around, she hears about Jesus, she's, she's super desperate, and she says, look, I've tried everything that man has told me. I've tried, I've gotten advice from everybody in the world. I've tried every single drug that they've come out to, to cure me and to make me feel better and to give me a better life and to cure this blood thing, but all it's done is mess me up even more doesn't work you go you come back you go back into it again you try different things you try what they say is good you try to do the nice approach you try to do the other approach and you're still the lonely person because there's only one way and that's the way that's in the word of God you have to understand something about this woman she is at the point where she is like I have nothing to lose I have nothing to lose. I got a condition that's going to probably kill me, she says. Thinking in her mind, I'm thinking this is what she would be thinking. I'm going to die with this blood condition. I've tried everything. I've tried my way. I'm going to give it a shot. Because if anything, if it doesn't happen, I'm still in the same boat. But if I do, hallelujah, but if I, by some chance, I can get the healing that is attached to that man right there named Jesus, if I can, then I will be healed because I believe in what I am, I am believing in what I'm touching, hallelujah, that when I come into the presence of God, that when you and I come into the presence of God, your life is changing, hallelujah, your life begins to change, no longer is it you that lives anymore, but it is Christ that lives in you, hallelujah, I hope you're getting this because this is some word that someone needs to get today you've tried the world you've tried it all but God says you need to try me get in contact with me find the touch that is within me the moment you touch my hymn the moment I begin to work in your life and then it happens a touch happens a touch of faith and the word of God says that instantly, Jesus felt power relieve him. <laughs> Can you imagine that? You're walking and you're like, oh, I just, I just feel so weak all of a sudden. Like, what just happened? Man, I, I got to tell you, whew, Jesus. 
the amount of the amount of faith that this woman had wasn't like oh enough and that was enough to grab god's attention and just boom if you have faith that can grab god's attention like that man i tell you god is he's gonna do some amazing things like i know he can But for this woman, she is instantly healed. The word says that she instantly had were the fountain of blood that she had. A fountain of blood. I mean, I'm not trying to get girls here and, you know, we have some women and men in prison. But you know that, you know, life has a way of having and dealing with blood in a woman, right? We just know that. But can you imagine this woman had a fountain of blood? Like, so it was nonstop most of the time. Like, she dealt with this consistently. I'm sure she wasn't the cleaning person. I'm sure because she was on the ground at that point trying to touch the hem. I mean, I can't imagine that this person was probably the people that would pass by her and look at her and say, oh, don't go near her. Don't even let her touch you. You can get a disease from that. But she touches the hem and she is instantly healed. She went, listen to this. She went looking for something in Christ. She believed that if she could get to God and just touch him, she was healed. And did God come through? Absolutely. What are you taking to God? What is it that you've been praying to God about that has not happened? It may take 12 years. It may take less than that. But what is it that you've been asking that you said, God, I'm coming to you because I need you right now in this moment. Hallelujah. And I believe that if I can just get into your presence just for a moment, that you will have what I've been praying for. And it is already set in motion. And when, it, when I do make that connection with you, things are going to change in my life. Things are going to change. They're not going to be the same because there's no way you can come in contact with God, walk back out there, and then be somebody different that's not in God. It doesn't work like that. That woman didn't go back and say, I know God healed me, but I still got a blood problem. And Sister Lawyer, in about a year, it's going to come back. The blood problem is going to come back. She instantly was changed now in Christ to the fullest. I'm going to go testify of how God healed me. Because I am so happy that God gives second chances. But you know, the crazy thing about it is that this woman was willing to defy everything. Let's, let's talk some real talk. The woman, back in those days, were, they weren't allowed to be by men, okay? Especially people that weren't even their husband. They were not allowed to be there. The custom over there was that the women were not to be doing anything. They were to be just quiet, out of the way, do not get in the way, do not be around them. Much less this man who was of importance called the Messiah. They're not allowed to even be near him unless he welcomes them or they welcome him with their husband. So you can imagine that, that here is the thing. She is not even supposed to be around that area where there's all these men, the apostles of Jesus Christ, the religious leaders in the crowd. And and really, she has no place and no business at that moment being in the crowd around Jesus. There's a good chance that if they would have found her and really wanted to persecute her, they would have took her out of the, out of the city and stoned her for disobeying the law or the custom. <laughs> but she's there because she's willing to give it all. She's willing to say, I'm going to give it all on the line here. I'm going to give everything I have. I'm going to put it all on the line that, that, hey, if they kill me in the process, they kill me in the process. But I know that I got to get to this man. And I know that if I can just touch just a bit of him, I'm going to be healed. Let's put it in our terms. What would you do? 
Would you go to Christ for a touch, risking everything to be shamed or stoned for people? Are you serving Christ because, you know, you're told to serve Christ? Or do you serve Christ because you're like this woman saying, I got to find a way to get to God somehow, some way. If they want to call me a crazy pastor because I like to yell and, and preach passionately, well, they, they can call me whatever they want. Because I got to do my But it's probably your terms. What would you do? Of course I would go get the healing. Of course I would. I would. Oh, that, that lady was crazy. She was, I mean, come on, really? 12 years? Man. You say you would go for the touch. That, but this would require you to leave your comfort zone. You see, and many of us are comfortable. We have a nice air-conditioned place. We got nice chairs. We got nice lighting. We got nice people around us. And we're like, we're super cool. We're, we're cool and everything like that. I would go for the touch, you might say. But yet, the altar is a scary place for you. Yet, the altar, yet lifting up your hands is already an inconvenience. Yet having to speak to somebody about Jesus is an inconvenience. I hope you're getting where I'm going with this. Because this woman, we have to learn to be like this woman that says, you know, take, you can call me whatever you want. I, I believe in Jesus Christ. I'm going to follow Jesus Christ. And I'm going to do everything I can to stay in his presence. Because that is where my miracle was attached. And, and, you know, when we have to step out of our comfort zone, this lady had to step out. She had to. There was no way she could have stayed there where she was at, wherever she was at, and said, Jesus is one day going to come to me. She went to him. She got his attention. But Jesus' response is something interesting. Listen to this. In the book of Mark, same chapter, verses 30, 30 to 34, the word of God says this, and Jesus immediately knowing himself that the power had gone out of him, turned around in the crowd and said, who touched my clothes? And then go to the next one. <laughs> this is just like us. This is what we would do. I know we would be like this because we're human and we're just like these disciples. His disciples said to him, and they said it, I can imagine in an annoying way, like, you see the multitude, you see the multitude, you know, thronging to you and, you, and you still, and you're still saying, who touched you? And he looked around to see who had done this. He's like, no, 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 you don't understand. Somebody got on my level. Somebody came to me the right way with a, with a heart that says I have nothing to lose. Somebody came to me lost and broken and hopeless and with despair and discouragement and depressed. And they've tried everything they could. But, they, but somebody came to me with their burdens, hallelujah, and I felt a release somewhere. And the woman, verse 33, says, but the woman fearing and trembling, because she knows already. She knows that, you know, I didn't, I shouldn't have, probably shouldn't have done this. Knowing what had happened to her, came and fell down before him, and she told him the whole truth. She told him, she said, forgive me. I know I was out of line. I know I, I didn't come in the way people thought I was going to come, but I still came. And he said to her daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. 
This woman was afraid because something had just happened and she was willing to bet her whole entire life that it was worth it. Can I get someone today to understand one thing? That serving Jesus means you have to die to some things. Serving the Lord means you have to die to some friends. Can't come to Christ and, and Sister Lloyd, let me. I'll give you. You can't come to Christ and just you know for somebody out there be like, I'm gonna go to Jesus, Sister Lloyd. I'm gonna praise God at church and I'm gonna walk out. I'm gonna go be back to me being me. I'm gonna do me like that. That's not change. That's manipulation. That's me. And the disciples annoyingly said, oh, what do you mean who touched you? Kind of like we would if somebody came in and, you know, if we were in that religious mindset, somebody gets healed, we'd be like, why does she get to get healed? Why does she get a blessing? Why don't I have a blessing? Because that's what the enemy tells us. And I'm sure that's what the enemy told them. The disciples put that in their mind like, what do you mean who touched them? Everybody's touched them at this point. It's a crowd. It's a big crowd. You're going to bump into people. You have body, disciples all over the place. They're like us in some way, these disciples. Instead of believing that, hey, and being happy for somebody because they received something from God, we're not. They weren't. They weren't happy that somebody had just got healed. They were worried about well, stay away and, and the customs and, uh, and, and the laws. And, uh, and Jesus was like, forget all that stuff. Someone in my presence just touched me. Just the way he is with each and every one of us today. When you come to his presence, he's not worried at this point in his presence. When you come and you surrender to him and you say, God, I am here. He's not worried about the custom, the traditions of everything like that. He says, Do you, you guys listening, angels? Prayers are being offered up. And he said to the daughter in verse 34, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed from your affliction. Hallelujah. Twelve years for a touch. I want you to ask yourself, are you willing to, have you been willing to wait until you receive the answer from God? In whatever time frame it is, have you been waiting or are you willing to wait for the touch of God to happen in your life? Because when the true touch of God happens, your life changes forever. Amen? Let us stand. I know the Lord is speaking to somebody that Jesus is coming soon. The prior time I preached before that, it was about being ready. Hallelujah. And I want you to know that now is the time. Because if you haven't noticed, this world isn't going to get better. 
But I will tell you one thing, that because now is the time, hallelujah, you don't have to necessarily wait those 12 years anymore for the church touch. Because God says, I am pouring out my spirit to all those who are willing to accept it, to all those who are willing to listen, to all those who are willing to come. This, you can consider this the 12th year of your life if you want to think of it like that. But what I want you to know is it's not a time to run away from God. It is a time to run to God. Because God has a miracle attached to him. But the only way to your miracle is through him. The only way God is going to work in your life is when you go to him. When you surrender to him like this lady and says, I'm going to give it all. All. Everything I have. Everything inside of me. The way I feel. My mind. The way it thinks. The way I've been you know, criticized. The way I've been beat up. The way I've been harmed. The way I've been, I have been, I'm a failure in this and I'm a failure in that. And, and I don't get this right. I don't get that right. I'm bringing it all to God because I have nothing to lose. And then God's going to turn around and say, who touched me? Because I felt a connection with somebody. It was her faith and determination that after 12 years, she says, enough is enough. <laughs> Aren't you glad that we don't have to wait for Jesus to walk by? When you can just open your heart tonight, today, this afternoon, open your heart and say, God, I just need you today. You don't have to walk by me because you can walk with me. I can walk with you. I just want to touch. I just want some time in your presence. I just need, even if it's 30 seconds of, of just being in your presence, I need it, God. I, I'm dying inside, God. Nobody knows what I'm going through, God, but silently I'm going with you. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. God is a faithful God. Don't let him pass you without touching him. Don't let him walk by your life without feeling who he is in your life. Without touching the hem of his garment. Without, you don't have to wait, like I said. You don't have to wait 12 years for the touch. He is here. He is in the midst. If you are following through online, he is in your house at this moment. He is visiting you today to say, don't wait for the crowd to pass by. Just reach out and touch. Reach out and touch. I'm going to open up the altar. I know that we all have needs. When you come to the altar, you come in agreement that when you come, it's a surrendering. It's like, like this woman saying, I could have tried to touch Jesus from the side of the road, like reach as far as I could. But I would have rather gone to the altar. I would have rather gone in the middle of the road like I did. Get in the way of everybody. Get on, be trampled upon and just touch. Surrender is very important to God. When there's less of us, there is more of him. Twelve years for a touch. And she received it. I pray before you surrender to God 
that waits 16 years before you surrender to God, that waits 10 years, 12, 6 months, 3 days, I pray that when God speaks to your heart, you instantly know. This altar is open. If you need prayer, if you have a prayer that you need prayer to be prayed for, come on forward. If not, and you want to just stay right there where you're at, lift up your hands. Let's focus right now in the name of Jesus on getting a touch from the Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus, because the atmosphere is changing in this place. Hallelujah. I said the atmosphere is changing in this place. For the Spirit of the Lord, hallelujah, is in this place. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus.